0: Welcome to the Sem Says Podcast, the podcast where seminarians say what's said at the sem. I'm your host, Nikolai Brolinsky. I'm Alex Brown.
1: And I'm Drew Tangway. And here today is a very special guest star, my friend from high school, Tree Zuzio. Tree works for the government. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's an accurate statement.
1: <laughs> Tell us about that.
2: <laughs> so I work for the Department of Community and Economic Development in the Governor's Center for Local Government Services as a local government policy specialist, serving as the state planner for the southeast region of Pennsylvania, which goes from Dauphin County down to Philadelphia and up to Northampton County. That's a lot of words. <laughs> that took 12 seconds to say. <laughs> I'm glad I have a timing on how long it's going to take before someone loses complete interest in anything that I am saying. They they regret after about five seconds of me asking me what I do. So economic planner, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a fair question. Um, so I work with communities, uh, municipalities throughout the state. So, you know, your your boroughs, your townships, and your cities and I guess our one singular town in Pennsylvania, we do have one, out of the 2,560 uh, municipalities in PA. I work with them to help them establish a comprehensive plan, zoning updates, and uh, subdivision and land development ordinances, along with a whole host of other fun things that really help uh, identify the placement of housing, uh, where your parks are going to go, where the streets are going to get updated, all that fun sorts of stuff, stormwater, lots of stormwater stuff. Mm, really <laughs> stormwater is a big issue on the local government realm. Um, <laughs> Stormwater and housing and roads, that's really everything.
1: So listeners, you might be wondering why it is exactly that we invited Tree here today. For fun. For fun. That is <laughs> the only answer I have.
2: <laughs> so, and I was in the
1: area. And and he was in the area, yeah. so always a plus. So Tree, why don't you tell us a little bit about, because you, you told us about your work, so tell us a little bit more about yourself, especially... Tell us a little bit about your, your faith life. Um, so I,
2: I didn't grow up in a very fairly religious family. Uh, my grandparents on my dad's side are, but my parents themselves are not. So I started mm. going to church again in college on my own because I could, and I had the free time to do so. So I'm like, I'm going to start doing this again. And yeah. I, and I, and I kind of stuck with it since then. You know, I, I travel a lot for work often over the weekend, so I don't always get the chance to, but when I can, I like to mm. um, show up and, you know, have a prayer session and, converse and meditate on the different issues that i'm facing in life and that i see both in the communities that i serve uh, throughout the state as a public servant and um you know just in, in the world in general because we got a lot going on i don't know if anyone's noticed so yeah. it's, it's always yeah, fun to, to yeah. contemplate those issues and how i can best uh, work with the people around me and uh you know figure out how to move forward with all that going on <laughs> yeah. sure yeah that, that you do really have a, a unique insight that
3: i just appreciated. you you bringing up that when you see how people are coming together as a community in their government, you know, the, the township, municipalities, <laughs> I imagine that shows a different side of people that we don't really see, no one really considers.
2: Often more angry than the normal subset of people. Local government meetings can get tense sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. But I guess the reason that we come together
3: as a community is because we want to do something that's good, right? Mm-hmm. We expect good things and we have optimism. So there's definitely two sides to that coin. Sure. I imagine, I imagine. Oh, yes,
2: of course. And, and, you know, with elected officials, because that's really who I'm working with, like planning commissions, so people appointed from the community to help with planning in that community or, or elected officials, so, you know, your mayors, your council members, your township supervisors, and then, you know, some local uh, uh, public servants as well. It, it, it's really an interesting subset of people who really care about their community, but they're dealing with so many often conflicting issues at the same time, we really have to prioritize how to move forward, mm. um, which is mostly what my job is, you know, helping shepherd people through uh, the planning process and getting involved with uh, f- finding funding for planning, because planning is expensive in sure. Pennsylvania, you can go up to like $80,000, $90,000, $100,000 for a plan, It's a lot of money, uh, yeah. just to think about the issues and how to organize <laughs> thoughts, um, which, you know, can be a, a daunting task for some communities that, are, that have really struggled for quite mm. some time. I mean, sure. comprehensive planning tends to go in and out of fashion. So it was really popular in the 60s and then disappeared for about 30 years, and then it was really popular in the late 90s, early 2000s, then has gone away for about another 20 years, and now we're back on one of those upswings where people are like, wow, we really have limited resources, and we want to figure out how to move forward together in a way that makes sense for everybody in our community. How do we want to grow? How do we deal with the loss of population, with an aging population, with a, oh, sure. um, which a lot of part, parts of the state? I, so my region is the southeastern part of Pennsylvania, for your listeners, which is Dolphin County, where the capital is, down to Philadelphia, and then up to Allentown. So it's a huge region. I cover... I don't know how many municipalities, nine? That seems like nine. Nine counties, maybe, and a couple. About 700, 800 municipalities in there. So this part of the state tends to be growing, whereas the western and central portion, and even the northeastern, tends to be shrinking in population. Right. Uh, either by people moving away or um, you know aging um, and eventually passing away, which uh, it becomes difficult for communities. How do you keep your tax base? How do you right. continue to fund public schools? How do you continue to sure. make sure the roads are upheld? How do you make sure? How do you attract new people to move to that community, or how do you simply deal with? loss of population. How do you deal with the millions of warehouses that we're seeing growing in this part of the sure. state as well, which is yeah. a big issue? It, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they, they cause traffic. You know, how do we make it safer for pedestrians? That's also something we want yeah. to too. Yeah,
0: that's that's kind of a concern for us in the, the church world, of mm-hmm. course, as, as future pastors for the Allentown Diocese, where Alex and I are studying for for Drew as well. It goes up into the coal regions, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, Carbon County and Schuylkill County, where that loss of population is very steep and very stark and there used to be dozens of parishes and now there's maybe a dozen. Right. And so the people there are still very very faithful people who live up there and and our job is to still minister to them, but it's a changing dynamic of instead of it being so such an abundance of people, especially immigrant families who were so tied to the church, now it's less and less of that and more aging people and more almost I want to say like secondary kind of immigrants, like a lot of Puerto Ricans who immigrated and they moved to New York, and now they're leaving New York and coming down to where there's less population because they can build a community there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a different dynamic of, okay, now this isn't like a first wave immigrants, but, but almost you know, secondary immigrants, and they want to have a community here too, but the churches that are here, either they used to be Polish communities or Lebanese or whatever else, and now... There's a lot of Spanish speakers. How do we handle that? So it is a really interesting like, thing just watching demographic shift and, and trying to respond to that.
2: Yeah, Pennsylvania really is a rapidly changing state, uh, specifically when it comes to the demographics of the state as well, where people are moving to, as we've already discussed. But who's moving to those areas as well? As you mentioned, we're seeing a lot of Puerto Rican yeah. uh, individuals moving up into in certain parts of Pennsylvania. And we're seeing that from a lot of uh, Spanish speakers moving into uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, where there really hasn't been any language diversity for quite some time of since course, the, yeah. the 1940s is probably the last like big right. grouping of people who spoke Polish or Italian or right. Irish, and right. as those people begin to speak English over time, the the need for different languages kind of switched. Yeah, it, it's really it's really changing. It's very interesting. And how do you deal with those community conflicts that arise as well? Or how does the church deal with the different changing needs of the populations that they're serving? So, you know, immigrant populations, you may need more services for lower income individuals who are, who are moving in there because it's an area for more opportunity for growth. It's more affordable in a lot of right. rural areas in right. Pennsylvania or areas that have experienced a lot of I don't know if shrinkage is the right word. I'm going to go with shrinkage. <laughs> that, that, that sounds right. And population shrinkage. But yeah, so it, it, it's really interesting how you deal with that, or how do you deal with a lot of, I'd imagine, people in hospice care or oh, yeah. uh, uh, end of life care. I would imagine mm-hmm. that becomes very difficult, too, in, in, in the smaller regions, really anywhere in the state. But really, it's really noticeable in those areas where such a large portion of the population is older.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah. So let me put you on the spot here.
3: With your insight, how would you like to see the church interacting
2: with the people you see on a regular basis? Sure, I, I think that is a really interesting question because the church's services that they've provided the communities has changed over time. I mean, the church is doesn't, doesn't have as much fi- as many finances as it used to, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's you know that's a lot of different entities in these areas. It's really trying to find out. I, I'd imagine how interacting with the communities in the most effective way possible, maybe working with those local governments, maybe working with those other community groups that exist, because, you know, we're all trying to make the community a better place. But, you know, we were talking about earlier, standing outside uh, evening prayer, talking about communication and how, as humans, we tend to not be as great about it, but maybe, maybe <laughs> opening up those communication lines and seeing how, working with the population, how we can best serve the community and, uh, together. And I think, I think that's a really good way to move forward, because public meeting places and public entities tend to be fewer and far in between these days. I mean, there, sure. used to, there used to be a lot more, I mean, a lot more churches, a lot more synagogues, a lot more mosques, a lot more of everything, um, a lot more community meeting places just in general. But mm. as funds, as populations have gone down, those number of meeting places have shrunk as well. I mean, how many municipalities have I gone into where people are like, I really wish we had a coffee shop in town where people in high school can go and hang out. Because, I mean, Drew, we grew up in Camp Hill and you know we had that coffee shop where everyone would go and hang out or the pizza place which you now closed. Did you know Zags closed? I did not. Zags closed. Um, which, yeah. uh, Roberto's is still open so we're fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the longer establishment right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. true. I, I liked Zags the, a little bit better. As, yeah. I thought their pizza was quality. Yeah, personal. quality over quantity, that's I
1: feel.
2: But yeah, in and, and, and finding those meeting spaces and how to uh, best adapt in, in, in developing those meeting spaces and areas where people come together and communicate, which just really, I mean, we see divisiveness everywhere, mm-hmm. and we see that on local, in the local, any, any town you go to, there are people who are, you know, like, I won't go into whatever city, which happens to be next door, because I find the people who live there undesirable, and I don't want to go there. We hear that a lot when we're talking to people out in the community, and we're like, no, you can go there, yeah. and they can come here, and <laughs> It's just interacting, and people are people, no matter where you go. It's it's really not as bad as you think. You're just making it out to be worse, and right. finding those spaces where people can communicate. And I think the church sure. serves as an excellent way for that to happen, uh, both through the good works that the church does, through um, helping helping out uh, poorer people, um, with, you know, food drives and things along those lines. That's I go to Saint Francis in Harrisburg, which is they they have a soup kitchen there. But yeah, and, and, and really those types of activities I think are really useful for a lot of communities.
1: Right. Mm. I also think there's been an emphasis recently the the Pope's movement towards synodality. And there's been a lot of talk either which way about it, the the positive notes, the negative notes, where it's been implemented well, where it hasn't, but I think that the 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 spirit of that being listening to the people and their needs and being able to really contemplate that, mm. I think is is especially important. And it's also important for us to consider that that there is some communication that could happen between us and like public government, sure. where even though kind of our first priority is the people who say, I am Catholic and who come into the church and <laughs> right. who want to be there, at the end of the day, as, as a pastor, we're taught that it, it's our role to care for everyone within our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Kind of whether they want it or not. <laughs> whether they identify as Catholic or not, we do have responsibility to help them. Sure. And so the, our local governments are, are one way, if we can communicate with them, if we can have positive relationships with those people, then we can kind of have a, a beat for what's going on, what people need, what they're, what they're not getting, mm-hmm. uh, and what we can supply.
0: Yeah.
2: It's interesting to think about, too, because, you know, we have in the U.S., we have a long established tradition of a separation of church and state. But however, those entities interact nonetheless. I mean, yeah. it's an entity within the United States. It's going to interact <laughs> with government. And I think um, not shying away from that interaction and how best serving the community as as a whole because the government serves the community, the church serves the community the public library serves the community it's trying to figure out how they're interacting as, I guess public library would be government as well but, <laughs> but that's, that's besides the point and sure. insert any other thing that serves the community there
1: right. Kroger's, I don't know <laughs> Whole Foods,
2: I went to what Whole Foods serve the community um, sure, but, sure. Um, but how those entities interact with each other and then Push that narrative, that the function of serving the community. I think I think that's probably the most important aspect.
3: Because they, they're distinct in their mission, so I think oftentimes critics of the church are quick to point out when there's a lack of temporal goods, like like physical goods that are the church is offering. When that's a extru- those are corporate works of mercy. You're supposed to uh, clothe the naked, and give food to the hungry. Like these are things that we're called to as Christians. But our focus is the salvation of souls and. Mm-hmm offering insight into the meaning of life and helping people work through the spirituality so that that works in tandem with what the government is supposed to do in, in the physical care of the people so it is I think in my mind supposed to be this interplay of you know the physical and the spiritual working together that's how the church is supposed to interact with the with the government mm-hmm. yeah so they definitely are I think are two arms of of really this the same
2: holistic entity
0: right yeah so, this is your first time visiting St. Charles Seminary, is it, that right? Is. Okay. It is, yeah. So, hopefully, you got a little bit of a tour. I around. did get
2: a nice walking tour. I, I arrived really, really early, and then, <laughs> as I said, I went to Whole Foods. I'd never been to a Whole Foods before, so I'm like, oh, I, I tried to go to Bed Bath and Beyond, but that's a very misleading empty building. Uh, oh, uh, rip. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a Bed Bath and Beyond. I'll go in there. This is always interesting No. No, it's just Beyond at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Drew may have already heard that joke. Um, it worked well with the new Excellent. audience too. Um, but so no, I went to I went to the Whole Foods and then I texted Drew and Drew got back. me. We I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll come I'll come over now. I'm, I'm just wandering around to Whole Foods. You must have been very impressed. This is like the third pitch for Whole Foods you've made this. episode. You know, I was pretty impressed. You know, in the grocery stores that I'm used to, I'm, I go to Carnes. I love Carnes, but you know, Whole Foods is just a whole different atmosphere. They gave me they gave me this deep fried oatmeal thing that was. They're like, do you want to try this? I said, yes, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to try to get sponsorship. I'll take your entire stock.
2: I'll take your entire stock. And they had candles that I can go around and smell, too, so that was fun. Um, anyway, but, yeah, no, I got a nice walking tour of the campus. Got the tour. I, I saw the library, which is a oh, beautiful good. facility. Yeah. Um, I learned a little bit about the history um, and what's happening moving forward with the campus, having been sold to the hospital that's down the road a ways. and I thought that was interesting, too, because this is a historical place, and it's very clearly a historical place, and discussing what the possibilities that the hospital would use this facility 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 for something that comes to mind because it is beautiful buildings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to ask if you had any questions for us about like what you saw here or like anything else of the life of a seminarian. Okay, this is a silly, silly question. No, please. But
2: <laughs> so you were talking about the jobs that you were assigned as your, your house jobs? Yes. Oh, yeah. How how
0: were those to, what, and I didn't hear what you were? Oh, sure. Okay, so I am the house party coordinator. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So that that really that really <laughs> leads into my next question. Of, Not all house jobs are created equal. How do
2: you to. get assigned your house jobs? Because cleaning uh-huh. Out the laundry room, <laughs> janitor, and party planner all sound very different. <laughs> so,
1: so party planner is actually an elected position. So we have a, a few positions, mostly the ones who make decisions about finance. So those who are on student council. So each class has a president. Uh, each class has two prefects. Two we
0: representatives.
1: Have, yeah. There's a house president, and then there's uh, the treasurer of the house and the house party coordinator. Uh, So they're kind of the ones, we elect them at the end of the year for the next year in order to determine those. The rest of them are determined. Uh, We have a priest here. His title is the Dean of Men. Uh, So he is... Okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> in I chair. would
2: imagine that, that that's everybody here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, The dean of everybody here. Yeah,
1: de- dean of men as opposed, nah, not as opposed to dean of women, but as opposed to dean of academics.
2: Got it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Dean <laughs> um, of people.
1: Got yes. It, got it, got it. <laughs> so like the, the dean of human resources. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we submit our our recommendations for what we think we would be good at. So if someone is a photographer by trade or by hobby, then they can let them know and they might become like social media coordinator or something like that. I am very well uh, integrated with the choir and the cantors. And so I was kind of a natural pick for the canter schedule. Schedu- yeah, so I, the one who and schedules decanters, yeah, and laundry room cleaner, like someone, someone's gotta do it. So yeah, you, <laughs> you
3: pick a first preference, which is the job you want, and then the second preference is the job you get. Right. So if, <laughs> um, there are jobs that need to be that need to be done, so yep. it's picked from this list, and you just pick whichever one you don't mind doing.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, party coordinator. It's fun. It sounds more fun than it is, though, because <laughs> it is a lot of like, okay, I got to go to the store at three o'clock during my off period today and buy all the beer and soda, and then like get back in time for the party at five o'clock. And it, it's good. I I like I enjoy the busyness. Some people don't. <laughs> that's, that's fair. So, that's fair. But yeah, that it's, makes you a good, good elected party planner. Okay. Yeah. Very democratic, I like it.
2: <laughs> it's Nikolai the politician, <laughs> the party planning politician. Yeah. There's a lot of good. Can't leave out the good alliteration that's there. There
0: you go. Excellent. Uh, that was
2: my main question for for today. I okay. I mean, I'd very be interested to learn what, what's going to happen to this beautiful campus as uh, things change. You and us both, man.
3: Yeah. But no, I I
2: think it's very really interesting. I mean, being a planner, I think about. The use of space and how mm. space is going to be used, and specifically how historic space is going to be used, too, because that's something a lot of communities are concerned about because mm. this is a huge open space in a otherwise densely populated area. Yeah. And there's not many other areas for development. This is built out, Lower Marion's built out, and Philadelphia's built out as well. Yeah. All the Collar counties and Philadelphia are, for the most part, until you get to the westernmost ends of those counties. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, maybe I'm speaking to the choir, or, or maybe you differ in opinion, but. I think, too, it's, it's a little bit of a shame that I think we've got 75 acres here that we're sitting on. This is 75 many, acres. Wow. I think so. <laughs> and a lot of it is green space. Yes. We've got populations of deer, a couple of foxes, and way too many geese. <laughs> I noticed um, the geese on yeah. my way in. And I think, like, to some degree, it's nice that we have that. Mm-hmm. It's still green and right outside of Philadelphia. And if it gets developed, it's going to be like, oh, <laughs> it's out of the building. <laughs> I, I'd be interested. That's my opinion. Yeah. I, in, in my opinion as a public
2: person, not as a planner for the state of Pennsylvania, I feel as I need to make that designation. Um, <laughs> I, I'd be really interested to see how they use Because green space is incredibly valuable, both yeah. in, in its impacts on the community, because you know when we're with nature, we tend to feel better. Um, that, that's a very scientifically proven. It's like we feel better when we're outside great um and, and I'd be interested to use because I and how they designated that historical designation sure, sure I'd be interested to see how they did that whether it's just the buildings or if it's the green space around it oh, because the unutilized green space around it could be incredibly valuable for construction of new facilities mm-hmm. um, because it really the unbuilt- up area in you know Philadelphia and the surrounding municipalities is Underutilized land, so vacant properties, mm. or brownfield sites, so toxically um, you know, buildings that had industry and the soil mm. and the land around it is now toxic and needs to be remediated, which is a very expensive process. Sure. Whereas green space like is like this, that has been green space since eighteen eighty-three. Whenever this we'll call it for, for 150 years. <laughs> for 150 okay. years, this was mostly green space other than a few Church buildings that are not industrial in nature, which is a very, very rare thing in this part of the state of Pennsylvania, in really most of Pennsylvania. So I'd be really interested to see because that land is easier to build on than a brownfield site, which right. may be vacant and not have anything on it, but needs to be remediated, mm. which takes lots of money and time. Um, so I'd,
0: I'd be interested to see how this progresses moving forward. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, you'll you'll learn as as we do. Before. <laughs> Maybe, but I won't be able to tell you.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, excellent. But great. I, I think that's just about it for time. I think with, with all the traveling you do, you actually travel between uh 2 Diocese, Allentown and Harrisburg quite a bit, as well as Philadelphia. Uh, and in just less than a year, Nicola and I will be deacons, Alex will be a priest, uh, and congratulations! So, Thank you. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. uh, so, Alex will be assigned to a parish full time. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to to keep you in touch about where that will be, so if you're ever in town, you can stop by one Pop of his masses. Say hi. Yeah, yeah. Happy, to, <laughs>
3: yeah, happy to see you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming, Tree. Of course, it's been fun. Yeah, it was yeah. a pleasure to catch up, and uh, I hope that uh, my co-hosts had a, a good time, as well as Absolutely. you listeners. I think okay.
2: I'm entertaining, so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how anybody else feels about that. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in.